Hey, this is Gengar Greasy, and you're listening to the Poke Tower Podcast. Test, test, test. We are back, hopefully. Going to let our viewers come back into this live chat uh, before we start episode 89 of the Poke Tower podcast. We're doing a quick test before we start this episode. Alexio, what's up? How does everything sound now? We had a full software crash. I had to do some serious IT work. Uh, hopefully, everything's good now. Can you hear me? Now it's working. Good, good, good. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, you know what? That's that could have been a handful of things. Um, that could have been that I had a software update waiting and I didn't restart my computer today. It's been on since like I woke up. Could have been that. Uh, that definitely could have been that. Alpha Chase, what's up? All right. So if you're listening to the podcast on a Wednesday morning, I apologize. We had a live stream scheduled at 7:30 on Tuesday evening, and what happened was as soon as we started the stream, everything just started breaking. My audio was looping really bad. So I had to shut everything down and we restarted. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, that's exactly what I'm talking about. So uh, without further ado, I think we're good now. We should be fine. Um, thank you guys for hanging around. Sorry for the delay. Episode 89 of the Poke Tower podcast. Eddie wants to know where's Devin. Uh, he said he couldn't make it today. Um, so we're going to be running solo. So I will need you guys. I will need you guys to go ahead and uh, converse with me during this show so we can continue uh, to have a conversation, right? I don't want to lecture you guys. Here we go. I think we're good. Everything should be fine. Let me check our Discord real quick. We're good. Okay. Alexio, thanks for sharing that. All right. So that was weird. That's that's a first, but uh, hey, what's up, Josh? That was a first, but uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. If you guys saw the thumbnail, we're going to be talking about... Um, Digimon, vintage Digimon, and and shill bidding. I have a little bit of info on that. Um, we're going to be talking about our every Pokemon expansion that we've been doing. This week we're doing Gym Challenge, and when I was doing my research, I was actually thoroughly impressed with that set, so um, I'm definitely going to have to pay more attention to that. And uh, we got some Dragon Ball news. We'll be doing another value check. And I think that's it. Oh, we have uh, Greasy's Grails as part of our, as part of our March Madness um, bracket that we're doing. So that'll be another thing um, that we get to do. Let's see. We probably lost all the Instagram viewers. That's no big deal. All right. Thank you guys for showing up. We got Sean, Chris, Alexio, Josh, Eddie, Alpha, Chase. All right, guys. We'll go ahead and make do with what we got. Everyone else can catch up Wednesday morning. Here we go, guys. Let's get into Pokemon this week. Pokemon. Here we go. Boom. All right, guys. So here it is. We're going to be covering every Pokemon expansion. I think it's been what? Let's see. We had base. I don't know. I don't, it would have been four weeks, five weeks of every Pokemon set, maybe even six weeks now. Uh, but we are now into gym challenge. And these are the sets just like last week. These are the sets that, you know, I'm just not as familiar with. Let me shrink this down a little bit. I think the window's just a little too big. Let me fix that for you. Whoop. There we go. I think this will work. That'll work. All right. Um, 
Yeah, so this was this is, you know, stuff that came out in the early 2000s and, you know, I wasn't buying Pokemon cards in the early 2000s. I was playing video games and let's see. I think 2000, yeah, late 2000s was the Digimon movie stuff. We moved to California. I was not buying a lot of Pokemon cards. Um wow. Crazy. We have to talk about the slabs that were on auction today. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. So thank you guys for adding it in. Um, we had a rough start, right? I'm a little shaken up. We got we to gotta get back on a roll here. Okay, moving on with gym challenge this week. Um, let's take a look at the prices. You guys can't see the whole picture here, so I'll just go ahead and read it to you. Um, the first part, these are first edition prices. These are not unlimited, but I was blown away when I saw this. Uh, this was pretty crazy. Um, let me. Can you guys see that? You can't. Okay. So the first part is Blaine's Charizard. Blaine's Charizard is uh, on TCG Player for $1,200. First edition Blaine's Charizard. Now, I think there is an error involved with this card, so maybe that is where some of this price comes from. I think there's two different Blaine's Charizards. One catches a premium, one doesn't. Um, Ivan, what's up? All right. Next, we have Rockets Mewtwo at 297, which I had no idea that it was that high, especially for, you know, first edition. I I didn't think I'm surprised at the top the top two, three cards here. Um Blaine's Charizard, okay, that makes sense, right? We haven't had a Zard in a while in these sets that we've been covering. But Rockets Mewtwo to be number two, that's pretty that's pretty sweet because if we looking at when we're looking at the other sets. The Mewtwo, he, you know, he's maybe top five, top six in the set. So it was cool to see Rockets Mewtwo here, uh, top two, uh, at two ninety seven, and maybe that's strictly because of the artwork. Maybe that's because of you know, just Rocket in general. That it could have a lot to do with it, um, but pretty cool. Uh, number three, Erica's Venusaur. Again, I did not expect to see Erica's Venusaur here. Um, it's at two eleven, two hundred eleven dollars. But what I like about this is this is arguably the best Venus, one of the best Venusaur artworks around. Definitely is. Um, then you got Giovanni's Gyarados at one sixty nine, which I like that artwork more than Misty's Gyarados, which we'll get into. Um, you got Blaine's Arcanine at one sixty three, Arcanine. You got Rocket Zapdos at one fifty four. I who says Arcanine and then who says Arcanine? I got to know. Who says RK9? I get the play on the words. It's K9. I get it, but never mind. Um, Misty's Gyarados, 140. Brock's Ninetales, 127. That's a little high for me. I just don't value Brock's Ninetales, I guess. Uh, Sabrina's Alakazam, I'd put that over the, over the Ninetales and over Misty's Gyarados for sure. Uh, that's 115. Giovanni's Nidoking, $93. Lieutenant Surge's Raichu, $90. So the cool thing about this is that we're seeing a lot more Pokemon that were that are appropriate for these gym leaders. Um so, you know, how does the how does the Pokedex say? Are you does that mean you're saying RK9? Or is it Arcanine? Now I'm getting lost on how I say it. I say Arcanine. Yeah, Arcanine. Okay. Our K9. 
Yeah, so Giovanni's Needle King there at 93. Lieutenant Surge's Raichu. You got Koga's Ditto, which I didn't even know existed. I saw it, and I was like, wow, I'd, I've never seen this card. Uh, Koga's Ditto at 85. Then you have Sabrina, the trainer card hollow at 84. This was interesting. The next one is Sabrina's Gengar, which is just a non-hollow rare. And that's at 82. Now, keep in mind, this is first edition. It's not unlimited. Um, Giovanni's Machamp at 77. Arcanine. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm glad we're on the same page. Uh, <laughs> Misty's Golduck, 75. And then Giovanni's Persian at 74. And there's another page here. We'll go ahead and cover that. You got Koga's Beedrill, which I didn't, I had no idea he had a Beedrill. Um, Giovanni, the trainer, at 67. You got Koga himself at 60. And you have Blaine at 56. And then the last one was just kind of a bonus here, which was crazy that they threw it in the English. Because I, what I did is I went to TCG Player Price Guides. This is a Japanese card. It's Blank's Chansey. Um, and it comes from Gym 2. It doesn't come from Gym Challenge, but Gym 2 is the, the Japanese equivalent. Um, and it's called Blank's Chansey, and that's at $46. And that was kind of interesting, so I added it here. They also had it in the list, which was weird, because like this is an English set. Why did they throw this one card in there? It's kind of, I didn't, you know what I mean? Like, there was no other Japanese cards when you did this query. It was just that one. So I was like, well, they threw it in there, so I'll throw it in too. Our K9. Arcanine. Arcanine. You're not saying, no, Chris, don't say our K9. You're going to get, you are removed from the family. Okay. Big Tony says, waiting for Ryan to pop out. That's right. That's right. Um, if you guys, <laughs> if you guys know who Cool Trainer Ryan is, there is uh, something, we're talking about Pokemon. We might as well cover this, right? We're talking about something rumbling. There's a rustling. Uh, if you want, if you want, if you guys want to see Cool Trainer Ryan on this show, I need you to go to my TikTok and spam my video where I, where he basically asked, "Hey, do you have anyone ever show up on your show? Do you ever have guests on your show?" Keep in mind that's that's Cool Trainer Ryan that asked us or asked me. So, um, yeah. You know, we'd love to have him on the show, but uh, I need to make sure that there's enough people that want to do it. I think both of our fan bases are very similar. Um, I watch a lot of his YouTube content. Very playful, very funny. He trolls a lot, right? So, but he also he also collects at a very high level. So don't take that away from him. Um, so you guys want to see us maybe interview him and talk to him and find out more about Cool Trainer Ryan? I think it'd be a great thing for the podcast. I also think it'd be great uh, for our listeners. You guys get a completely new perspective on Pokemon, right? Because myself and Devin don't collect as much Pokemon as other, you know, podcast or whatever you want to call them collectors do. We collect some Pokemon, but it's really only the stuff that we enjoy. We're not just out, you know, grabbing whatever we can. So you guys want to see it, spam my TikTok, spam Ryan. And uh, we'll make it happen. But I can tell you that it looks, it looks pretty promising, and I'm excited for that. I think it'd be a great step forward for the podcast. Um, so yeah, it would be pretty nuts, guys. Um, and it's you know that that was something that 
that me and Devin really, really prided ourselves on, you know, that we've only had maybe two or three people on our show. You know, we're talking about you guys. <laughs> uh, we're talking about probably the best Digimon collector there is, which is Jake. And then, you know, we may have had, you know, one other person, you know, it's, it's really, we haven't really collabed with anyone. And that was because we're like, you know, we got to find people that are like us. It's the only way it's going to work because if, <laughs> you know, let's say let, some stranger, let's say it's, you know, John Jenkins or whatever, right? He, he's a, he's an influencer and he wants to collab with us. And next thing you know, he's in a, he's in a fake booster box scandal. I don't want my name tied to that. I don't want to think that we're, we're buddies, you know? So I'm, we're just selective. That's all it is. Um, 100% go at Ryan on that video. He's funny to go on the tower. Yeah, he'd be great. He'd be great. You know, and, and uh, I think I could ask him a lot of cool questions that, you know, people want to know. Um, and I think I could ask questions that people haven't asked him. So we could learn a lot. Let's see. <laughs> Tell him to donate a Neo box to us. Could you imagine? That'd be nuts. The next video you make on Shivam, you can say me and people like Ryan. <laughs> Crazy. Yes. Yeah. So lots of cool stuff, guys, uh, on the way. And I, I think it's, it's developing that way. All right. So moving on with Gym Challenge, right? Here we go. Now we're going to take a look at the PSA populations. And these are unlimited pom- populations. I know we just looked at first edition. Now we're going to look at unlimited populations. Here you go. Here's the first thing to note. When I was looking at these populations, they are actually a lot higher than the last couple we've been looking at. So that in itself just says, you know, I think gym challenge is a little more popular than the last couple sets we're, we're looking at. I think it's that simple. Um, first up, Lance Charizard, you got 134 tens, which is still not a lot. Um, that's crazy low. Uh, Rockets Mewtwo with 45 tens, about a third of the Charizard. Erica's Venusaur with 27 tens. And even though these cards have higher populations, I still think they're low. You know what I mean? Um, and that's a, I mean, look at that. That Erica's Venusaur is very nice. Uh, it actually has the lowest PSA 10 pop out of every card on this first page which is cool Giovanni's Gyarados that's the one that I like um there's 41 PSA 10s that one that one looks way better than Misty's Gyarados because that's that's how I remember Gyarados so this, these have like a lot more of that classic look to them and then last on the list here is Blaine's Arcanine not our K9 uh with 41 10s and then uh, he actually has the most nines as well besides the Charizard. So you see Blaine's Arcanine has 367 nines, which is the most of everyone on this page except for Charizard at 916. Um, another thing to note, I think, yeah, these, these, are, these are low, but it was higher than, than Gym Heroes. I think that's something to remember. So if you're d- debating, hey, should I go Gym Heroes? Should I go Gym Challenge? I think you could argue either way because you could say, well, Jim Heroes has a lower population, which means I could easily fit into that market if there's a de- if there's ever a de- increasing demand for Jim Heroes, it's much easier to get into that market and off the cards you don't want, right? Because there's less of them out there. And when there's less of them out there, you have less people to compete with. 
But then you could go the other way and you could say, well, Gym Challenge has a higher population, but it's still relatively low. So that means if I want to get something, get rid of something faster, it's likely that I would go with a hotter set because there's more demand there. So that's how you can play both, right? You can't just be like, it's this because I said so, or it's this because of this. Think about everything here. Um, you could play it both ways, and that's that's kind of the life of a collector, right? There's just no, there's no yes or no. It's it's like find your preference and, and do it. All right, let's see. Um, what are you guys talking about in the chat here? Let me check it out. Sean says he'll never have any scandals. Okay, <laughs> Josh, you'd love to see Ryan on the show. Awesome. Don't leave negative comments. <laughs> There's only 41 of those Gyarados. Yeah, pretty crazy. All right, moving on. Let's get on to the next page here. There's a lot of hollows, so I think there's like three or four pages we got to get through. Next up is Rocket Zapdos with... Did I say Zapdos? Wow. Let me. I need a drink of water. Oh. I just said Zapdos. Rockets, Zapdos. Okay, 7110s. Then you got Misty's Gyarados with 104 10s. Which one do you guys like more? Do you like Misty's Gyarados or do you like Giovanni's? I like Giovanni's. Because this is the, the, the one on Giovanni is the, that's like the base set two artwork that you find in the pack. And there's nothing wrong with Misty's Gyarados, but I just like the other one better. I want one of each of those cards. <laughs> Brock's nine tails. You got 140 tens, which uh, is the most on this page. You have Sabrina's Alakazam with 51 tens. You have Giovanni's Nido King, which is a very nice card at 71 tens. And then you have Lieutenant Surge's Raichu at 116. Yeah, Giovanni's for sure. I like the Alakazam best. Yeah, no, I don't know. That Rocket Zapdos is pretty sweet. I think that's probably one of the best Zapdos cards there are. It just it looks menacing. Misty's too zoomed in. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I'm probably gonna have to go Giovanni's Nido King, Rocket Zapdos, and Sabrina's Alakazam. I don't know what order, but I like those ones a lot. Yeah, for sure. Arctic Kuno. <laughs> It's Articuno. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Moving on to the next page. Next, you got Koga's Ditto, which is the card I didn't know existed. Uh, there's 89 tens. Then you have Sabrina's Hollow, which is 90 tens. You have Sabrina's Gengar. Now, that Sabrina's Gengar is a non hollow rare. 44 tens, uh, which is crazy that it outpaces some hollows. You have Giovanni's Machamp, 109 tens. You have Misty's Golduck with 13 tens. That's crazy low. I think that's the lowest in the set. And then you have Giovanni's Persian with 16 tens. That's crazy that there's only 13 tens. And the other thing, I mean, this is such a hard thing to to consider. Wow, you guys, I didn't even finish this slide. Okay. Um, the other thing to consider, Misty's Golduck, 
That says Gym Heroes. It's supposed to say Gym Challenge. This stuff is all jacked up. All right. Um, it's that argument like, oh, this has the lowest population, so therefore it is the rarest. Technically, it would be the rarest PSA 10 because you just don't see them, but it's like it's not the rarest card, right? It, it likely has the same pull rate as any other hollow in the set. Um, oh, man. It's so odd to me. I don't know how... How do you... How do you argue with someone with that? You know what I mean? When you, when they say, well, there's only 13 10s. You know, it's it's the hardest or rarest hollow in this set, right? That's just... That's how it is. Um, I don't know. I don't know. You know, and then you got the Persian too, though, with 16 10s. You can't... I mean, you can't argue the stats, but on the same hand, it's like, who wants that? Who wants it? You know what I mean? I believe it's just more commonly pulled than the other hollows. Maybe. All right. Moving to the next page. You got Koga's Beedrill with 1710s, which is crazy low, but that, that card actually looks really nice. Um, Beedrill's okay in my book. You know what I mean? Beedrill's all right. I'm not a huge Beedrill fan, but it's, it's whatever, you know? Uh, and then you got Giovanni Hollow, 8510s. You got Koga's Hollow, uh, 2610s, Blaine's Hollow at 5610s, and then you got that blank name Chansey with 17110s. It's a pretty popular card. Um, it's kind of like a, it reminds me of like a birthday Pikachu kind of thing. It has the blank area where you could write your name in if you wanted to. It's it's very much like that. Um, threw it in there. I don't I don't know what to think of it. I I'm not gonna go out of my way to get one, but you know, it does have a a white a white symbol. So that's that's the difference there. Were there pool rates back then? I know today they apparently have them, but I'm not sure about back then. Yeah. So that's the thing. The thing with Pokemon is that we know that there is one in three chance. One in three chance to pull a hollow, but then you have to divide that number by how many hollows are in the set. So you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. So you'd have 20 hollows in this set. You multiply that by three. That means for any specific hollow, technically it would be a one in 60 chance to pull. One in 60 packs. Um, the problem with that is, is we don't know if they, like on, a, on a, an uncut sheet of Pokemon cards, there might be, you know, let's say per the stats here, um, you could, <laughs> this is this is hard to argue, but there would be three Charizards to every one Mewtwo printed on that uncut sheet. You know, obviously that's not the case. Like we know that doesn't make any sense, but if you were to look at the stats, you could easily make an argument and say, well, look, there are three times the amount of Charizards as there are these other hollows. So that means they printed him more. You could say that, but we know that's not true. Um, so I just think I think they're all equally as difficult to pull. And then I think what happens is the lore, the lore that we create, the collectors create with, well, this is the coolest card or, or this card, you know, is the most sought after one. Um, that's what creates what the rarest one is, right? Um, 
it's crazy. Uh, I don't I don't know if you know. I I think because I've seen uncut sheets of Pokemon cards, and they look pretty uniform and linear to me. So your chance of pulling a Charizard in a heavy pack is the same as pulling a Gyarados, right? It's it's not like Digimon, where Digimon legitimately has different pull rates for certain monsters because they were just their stuff was jacked up. They just didn't have it straight. It's it wasn't by by design that they made an armadillomon harder to pull than more Greymon. They just literally were dumb and they just put more cards in this insert pool than they did in this. And by by that made it more rare or harder to pull. But it's you know, but people want more Greymon more than they want Armadillomon. It's just a it's a weird push pull thing. But I think with Pokemon, I think they had their stuff straight. So it's a one in three chance. Like if you get a booster box, 36 packs, you're supposed to get 11 or 12 hollows. That's that's pretty normal. Now, if there's 20 hollows, that means you're only going to pull about half of them unless you pull doubles. And with my booster box that I opened way back in the day, I pulled a lot of doubles. I pulled um, two Magnetons, I pulled two Zapdos, and I pulled two Mewtwo's. So like six out of the 12 hollows that I got were all the same. Uh, I didn't get a Venusaur. I got a Blastoise. I got my Charizard, but weird stuff you know what i mean um yeah I, I i think it's pretty uniform unless someone knows any better okay and there you guys go that's it for pokemon this week anyone got any questions on that josh says he likes the chancy super random but it's nice yeah it is it it's cool and i like that it has they kind of made a little a little lore a little story out of it it has the white logo at the bottom so it has a white uncommon sign instead of you know uh, black, whatever, little stuff, little cool stuff. You know, if you ever had a, wanted to tell a story to someone, you're like, hey, you know, did you know that this card is, it's empty at the top, so you could write your name in it, and it has a white symbol, and this, that, and the other. All right, moving on. We had a really rough start today, so I apologize for that, guys. Um, Holy crap. That won't happen again. All right. Moving on to Digimon this week. Here we go. Digimon. All right. So, the the drama this week, there's not really that much drama. But we're going to talk about it because that's what we do. So, for DigiDestin this week, we're going to be talking about an auction that took place. Um an auction where I know a few of our guys in the Discord were actually playing. I actually had people write me and say, hey, are you going to participate because I don't want to compete with you, right? Like, or I don't want you to compete with me. We don't need to do this. Just tell me if you're playing and I won't play, right? It's one of those things. So I I told a lot of people like, hey, you don't got to worry about me. I'm probably not going to do it. I got other things I'm worried about. Um, you know, and then that led further under the line. Well, what do you think I need to bid for? What do you think this thing is worth? Where do you see it going? Uh, did you see these people? Did you see like, you know, that it's a private auction, right? Did you see that uh, the price went up this much? Like people were asking me questions, um, multiple people. And that was, that was a sign to me. It's pretty crazy that, you know, uh, a large handful of people are asking me what they should do with their buying decisions regarding Digimon. Too late. I'm worried about you. What? 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, what's up, CT? All right. Um, so we're gonna talk about this auction that took place. Um, keep in mind, I I had estimated that this pack, right? Because we're we're talking about a pack today. This pack of Digi Battle Series Three. It's a red one, right? You guys didn't know there's three different colors for Digi Battle Series Three. They have a light blue. They have a dark blue, and then they have a red. Now, the thing with the light blue packs is that it is such a small difference in the tint of blue that you actually can barely tell. One of the ways you can tell is by the car, if you were to pull a hollow and you pulled a certain hollow, you would know, oh, this was a light blue pack or a dark blue pack. But also, I don't know if you guys can see my mouse here. Uh, right here where my mouse is, there's an item number. And that item number is associated with the different colors. So if you really know your stuff, that's how you identify what color you're looking at. All right. Um, so this auction had 33 bids. Uh, it was for a Digibattle red pack. And believe it or not, I had people send me messages that said, hey, what cards can I pull out of this? Like, <laughs> I was like, dang, like, this is the first, right? Um, Obviously, we have our Discord. You know, people will ask for help. But I had strangers asking me this stuff. Hey, I heard you know what's in this pack if if I were to pull a hollow. So, you know, I'm going to tell them the answer. You know, as long as they're not a jerk or someone that I don't, you know, I have an issue with, I'm going to tell them. So I, I was telling people, hey, you could you could potentially pull a War Greymon out of this card, the hollow variant. Um, and I think it's going to go for 600 to 900. You know, and they're like, wow, how do you know that? Why, why, why? Last time one of these sold, it was 80 bucks. Why would you say it's going to be 10 times the price? And it's one of those things where I'm like, well, you know, I have a price guide that I've been working on for like eight months now. Um, so I pretty much know <laughs> the average price of, of a lot of Digimon cards. And when you look at averages, right, don't just look at the highest sale or the lowest sale because that's what a lot of collectors do. They're like, you know, yeah, it might have sold for 800, but it also sold for 80. I don't adopt that mindset that it's one or the other. What I do is I just, I'll cut it right in the middle. I'm okay. Well, there was 80 and there was a hundred. So it's probably likely that this thing's going to be somewhere in the middle, right? That's, I like to be a little more reasonable with my pricing. Um, but looking at the cards from series three red packs with the hollows that you can pull, I had estimated that it would go for 600 to 900. Now you could definitely pull a dud out of this pack or out of this this booster pack and not get anything. No hollow, no gold stamp, and you just, that's it. It is what it is. Um, but I think people are buying these because, one, if it is a, if if it is heavy and there's a War Greymon in there, that's a big deal. That's a huge deal. The other thing is the collectability of these blister packs on their own, right? I've only seen maybe like five red packs in the last two years, and three of them I've seen being opened. So, you know, the other two are sealed. Obviously, this is one of them. Um, but people actually collect this stuff. And that's why I'm kind of torn on why I haven't opened my Series 5 stuff. Because you just, you just don't see it. And the booster packs are nice enough to where you could hold them sealed and, and everything's good. Um, so, I actually got to talk to a few people. Um, I think there was... What was it last week? Yeah, last week, um, someone had made a post saying uh, that they think that this item was shielded. Um, there's no way that this have, could have sold for this much because the the last time a, a War Greymon sold, 
it was, you know, $500, which is, you know, almost double the price of this. So that's, that can't be true. And then I'm like, well, you know, you're looking through a microscope. And when you look through a microscope, of course, you could find any little thing that you want to and say, well, this is, this is bad. You know what I mean? There's some bad stuff going on. People are showing this thing up. The problem was, is that whatever search query he did, he omitted some stuff from eBay and it didn't give him a full search. So me having the price guide, I'm like, okay, there was a Wargreymon that sold for, you know, 460 or 500, but there was also another one that sold for almost two grand. And I have this logged in my price guide. And then I also have prices for like the last six Wargreymons that sold, right? Since like fourth quarter of last year, I've been tracking it. Every time, it's, every time one sells, I put it in, it gives me a new average. I have an idea what's going on. Um, so now, you know, he's like, I think it's shield, you know, and this is just jacked up. I think there's some shady stuff going on. And I had to tell him like, well, you know, I don't think you have the full picture here of what's going on. Um, and I also don't think you're aware of how many people actually bid in this thing. Right. Because I know like three or four people that bid in here and they were all playing in that six to $900 price range, all of them. So to say that $800 wasn't a good price, I think is, mm, you know, I, I, I don't know. Um, everyone that I was talking to was, was willing to pay that price. Right. And there was also messages going on behind the scenes that showed this was a legit sale. Uh, so moving on some stuff I have right here is, um, let me see if I can fix this for you. Uh, here, let me see if I can do this. There we go. Perfect. What you're seeing here is a, a snapshot of my price guide that I've been working on. And this is for a War Greymon Hollow from Series 3. And we have one, two, three, four, five. We have six sales since fourth quarter of last year. What this says is basically you see the 600 is a light shade of blue. That means it was a private sale. Well, how did I get that information? Well, because someone, people know I'm making this price guide. They will message me, hey, I bought this card for this much. Could you put it in the sheet? Yeah, absolutely. I can do that. So that's one way uh, is private sales. If you see a purple shade, that would be from Mercari. Obviously, there's no purple shades here, so no Mercari sales. And then green sales would be eBay, stuff that has actually gone through on eBay. Um, and then I log it, and I'll do this every three months. So you see there was a sale for 460 There's a sale for 500 a sale for 1100 a sale for 600 and a sale for 1600 When you average those prices out, it comes out to $810. Look at the price of the booster pack. Now, I could have never predicted that it was going to be the same exact price. That's just, to me, that's a little, that like freaks me out. Cause I'm like, I don't know how the heck that happened. That's too perfect. Too perfect. And keep in mind, nobody at the Poke Tower won this damn thing. So I was like, what in the world? And I didn't even know this figure, you know, I had no idea that it was going to go for this. Um, I estimated six to nine hundred. I told a lot of people that I was like, you know, I would probably go about seven fifty. Anything over that, I'm willing to lose. That's what I. That's what I told a lot of people. You know, seven fifty ish. If it goes over, so be it. I'm. I'm not going to be mad that someone paid more than seven hundred fifty dollars to win this thing because I think the value's there, and it makes sense. But what I would be willing to pay is about seven fifty. 
Um, and it lands at 810 and that's the average price of a Ward Raymond. So a lot of people, they use this log- logic. They're like, okay, the chase pool from this set cost this much, right? It, it's this much here. The booster pack should be the same or just slightly under the value of the chase. Why would I pay for, you know, a sealed booster pack that doesn't guarantee the chase if I can get it over here, you know, raw? Like, that's the, I think that's a bad way of thinking. You have to look at this in a more holistic way. Um, and this, this just makes sense. If you look at the bottom row of numbers, that's the graded price averages. So these are the graded price averages of slabs, you know, since fourth quarter last year. And that comes out to 1847. So that's the average price of a graded War Greymon Hollow. That's what you're looking at. And that's that's that seems pretty normal to me. Nothing seems sketchy here, right? Uh for my series five packs, I have um I had four, I opened one, but I averaged I averaged about, you know, four hundred and seventy five, five hundred dollars a pack. That and and for to see this series three red pack, which could potentially hold a war Greymon, which could potentially be the grail of all Digimon, like that seems where it's going. That seems where the market is deciding is that the war Greymon is the guy you want. It makes sense. You know what I mean? Uh it makes sense that this is where it's at and Keep in mind, you know, I've been watching these prices climb for two years now. A lot of, a lot of collectors that just started, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe six to nine months ago, they didn't, they didn't see this gradual climb. What they saw was zero to a hundred, but when you take a step back and you look at the last two years, I've seen the growth. I've literally seen it grow, right? The, the war Greymons were just, you know, a couple hundred bucks at one time. And now they move, you know, to that three, four, 500, 700, 800. Like it just makes sense, you know? And I think if you had been watching the last two years, this would be no surprise. Absolutely. No, no surprise. There was a series three blue pack that went for five hundred plus recently. Yeah, five five eighty five, and again, you know, that falls just right right below that range that we had set six hundred to nine hundred. It fell at five eighty five with tax. That thing breaks six hundred, and I think for a lower end pack, that's about right. That's about right. Um, I didn't. I don't know if it was a dark blue or a light blue because that kind of changes which cards you can get. But again those cards are not going to be as desirable as a holographic war Greymon or metal Garumon, Seraphimon, any of those chase cart, right. Or even metal Tyrannomon in some cases. Um, so this all adds up. It all makes sense, you know, and I think we have to, I guess we got to continue to educate people, right? Cause I don't think there was any wrongdoing. As a matter of fact, the person who bought this pack messaged me, and said, hey, there's nothing funky going on here. I own it. I have it. I just got it today. Like, here's a picture, you know? So, um, I know we like to keep the streets clean, but sometimes you just got to realize that, you know, especially this seller. I've bought stuff from this seller. I've seen auctions of this specific seller go, you know, at market value. He doesn't, he doesn't shill his stuff up. He's very fair. Um, and 
in my opinion, some of his stuff goes underpriced. Um, but this is just one of those hot items that I think, you know, people have gotten hip to, right? It's not two years ago. It's not a year ago where no one knew about this and, and you think you're entitled to some low price. It, this is just, this is the game now, right? Digimon is on. Uh, this is what a lot of people wanted and we're getting what we asked for. That's all it is, in my opinion. Lots of eyes on Digimon, you know, and I'm happy for it. You know, I didn't, none of us want it, but you know, I'm, I'm glad that the, the owner, you know, the new owner messaged me and everything's cool. You know, everything seems legit to me. I'm not worried about it at all. You guys got anything on that? I'm crazy passionate about this stuff. So. We're going to be we're going to be running short on content so because Devin's not here to do his segments today had I known he wasn't going to be here I would have done some of his segments but he, I didn't know till just you know maybe an hour or so before All right moving on hopefully that all makes sense if you guys have any questions you can always write me a message uh the other thing too if you're not sure what to pay for your Digimon cards you can always hit me up I have a price guide Now what I won't do is I won't send you the full price guide. That is something I absolutely will not do because I think a lot of people are abusing the information we put out there. But what I can do is I can give you the cards you're looking for and I can give you my opinion, right? A lot of people will look at the average price of this War Greymon and they're like, oh, it's $810. That's, that's what it should sell for. No, that's the average price. And then you would, you would base your price based on the condition that you're looking at, right? So the mintiest copy would be upwards of 800 plus. The crappiest copy would be lower than 800 plus, right? You should expect to get a price lower than 800. If it's minty, perfect, you're going to pay a premium, which could be 810 plus. That's how that works. So what it's, what it's meant for is so that collectors stop looking at the highest price and the lowest price. And saying, well, you know, uh, it sold for sixteen hundred, so I want sixteen hundred. It's not how it works. Everyone, anyone with a brain knows that's that's not how it works. CT, I think it's pretty cool that people are coming around to Digimon. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Feels like the blow up still hasn't happened, but the pressure is increasing. I don't know if that makes sense. Oh yeah, it's not mainstream. It's not mainstream. Um, but that's that's kind of how it is, you know. Um, I think. I think we have a we have a serious problem here, and I, I talked about this in my my when we had some Digimon drama. We have a serious problem here um, because there has been shady stuff done with Digimon recently. Because there's a there's not enough supply, uh, and these cards are in fact you know rarer, more rare than Pokemon in some cases. In most cases, they are more rare than Pokemon. Um, the issue is is that people are taking advantage of that, and I think what's happening is that the, the average collector is not able to contend for these cards, so it turns them off even if they want to get in, and it makes it actually makes the community smaller, right? Um, this is why I'm doing things like the price guide. This is why I'm doing things like the pool rates, because if I can push out as much knowledge as I, as I have, I think most collectors will stop paying crazy premiums. They'll pay good money for the cards they want, but they won't pay crazy premiums, right? I know you guys have seen some of the slabs that sell for $4,000, right? I don't think that's right. 
I don't think we're there yet to merit that price. I don't think there's any evidence to show that that price is real. I think some of those auctions are being shilled. Uh, that's just my opinion on that stuff. You know, when you see a card sell for $4,000, it's a little, something's a little funky there, right? Um, but, and I, I think what happens is though, is that when, when an average collector sees those prices, they just quit altogether. They're like, oh, well, I'm not going to do this because I can't even compete. So Digimon has a long ways to go. Um, I've been working hard on trying to create a fair market, right? But uh, I can only do so much, and there's going to be scummy people regardless of what we do. But I do think it, it, it's, it's hot, right? A lot of people are, are getting, getting hip to it, and uh, I, think, uh, I think there's even better times ahead for Digimon. All right, moving on. We got some Dragon Ball this week. We're skipping Yu-Gi-Oh! Because, again, I didn't know Devin was going to be here today. Here we go. All right. Dragon Ball this week. I got 10 viewers and I got four likes. I'm going to need some more likes. You guys are slacking. Dragon Ball news this week. We're going to do a value update on Vicious Rejuvenation. I want to say a few weeks ago that I actually screwed this up. Um, I think, I think what I did is I had like, I had the wrong set in here and that, that'll happen when I, when I, when I edit this show, sometimes I put the wrong picture in for the, it's just, it's all jacked up. But anyways, we're going to go ahead and get into a value update for vicious rejuvenation. This is not one of my favorite sets. But I think it's cool to look back at this stuff because sometimes the sets we don't like, we forget about, and then these things catch up to us and we're like, wait a minute, I forgot about that set. Had we paid just, you know, the slightest bit of attention, we might have caught some things that we may have missed before. So here we go. Dragon Ball Super Value Watch for Vicious Rejuvenation in June. This is very recent, okay? So. These are the top valued cards for the Dragon Ball Super card game, Vicious Rejuvenation. Vicious Rejuvenation. All right. Market values observed on TCG Player. Okay, so TCG Player. Supreme Kai of Time, Space Time Unraveler Secret Rares at $214.91. Um, which is pretty... I was actually surprised by that. Um, because I, I'm, it must be pretty meta, right? So I, I have no idea... Um, why this card is that price? I mean, the only thing I know is that it's a secret rare. In most cases, a secret rare is going to be a case hit for Dragon Ball. Just Dragon Ball, right? That's not the same across other TCGs. Um, but uh, yeah, that that one's two fourteen. That's pretty good for a set that's you know older. We got Majin Buu, Incarnation of Demonic Evil. I think we have a few guys in the Discord that have this card. Um, and it's at ninety five bucks. Super Picon might manifested. That's a secret rare, and it's at thirty-seven bucks. That's crazy. Um, interesting that Dragon Ball would even make Picon a secret rare. That's just weird to me. But whatever. Um, you got Oceana Shenron, super rare at twenty. Piccolo, Descendant of the King, special rare, thirteen dollars. Go Tanks. Super rare at nine forty three, Piccolo super rare at eight eighty four, Frieza super rare at 
think that's supposed to say $12. I don't think that's... Wait, what does that even say? It says 121 That's not right. And then you have Super Saiyan 3 Gogeta at $8 for the SPR and $8 for the Super Rare. Um, then he goes on to say here, interesting behavior this month for Vicious Rejuvenation. So this is the type of stuff that I like looking at. I don't really care about the prices itself. I'm not paying attention to the price. I'm paying attention to why the price is moving. So that's, that's something I want you guys to start thinking about. Um, so the Majin Buu, Incarnation of Demonic Evil. That secret rare is up $11, which goes against the downward trend of this set. Outside of secret rares, you have Piccolo Jr. and you have the other uh, SPRs and SRs. They're down. Um, the SPR dropped $8 and the Super Rare dropped half of its value. Interestingly, Super Saiyan 3 Gogeta, Marvelous Might, also lost a huge chunk of value dropping down. So pretty much this whole set is down, except for the Majin Buu. And that's something, I mean, let's look at the roster here, guys. Let's look at the roster. That makes perfect sense to me. When you talk about the strongest character, not strongest in terms of fighting, but just the best character on this roster right here is going to be Majin Buu. So if you talked about which card, if, if I had to pick one card that, that would have a, a shred of, you know, ever being rare, quote unquote rare, it would have been this card. I would have picked the Majin Buu. Um, and you can just kind of go through your checklist that we do here at the Poke Tower, right? Character, artwork, rarity, the set that it's in, and no story, no glory. You do all those things. I think Majin Buu has the strongest upside out of all these cards. Now, Piccolo is a great character. Gotenks is a great character. Frieza and Gogeta, those are all great characters. But one thing that I know that, that most, you know, most people wouldn't know is you have to look at the, the artwork too, right? Not a lot of people are a huge fan of Super Saiyan 3 Gogeta. And also, in that card, I've seen that card. It's not that great. Um, the Frieza card, eh, you know, they're, they're okay cards. They're not nothing to write home about. So now you put that up against a secret rare of a character like Majin Buu, it makes perfect sense to me that when this set starts trending down, that's the one that trends up. Makes sense to me. Um, does that mean go out and buy it right now? No, I, it doesn't mean that at all. I just, I think it's just something to observe and something to throw in your back pocket so when you when you assess certain sets you can kind of understand why things happen um because you'll see that you'll see it on tiktok right like someone will hop on their tiktok and they're like why is this card going for this much it's just a secret rare and it's like you're not looking at the variables of why people collect cards you're looking at it like it's stocks and that that's just dumb right you just got to understand people and why they do things and Majin Buu is a great character. I think he just he just fits the profile of what a collector would look for and what people like. And then when you compare, just like look at the cards. Put them all next to each other. That Majin Buu blows these ones out the water. So pretty easy. Um, and also cool that we got to look at a set that we don't really care about, right? Vicious Rejuvenation. There you guys go. That's the Dragon Ball news this week. All right, guys, moving on. To the Poke Tower top five. Here we go.
Top five. All right, guys. The top five this week, not going to change much. Uh, there's only a couple things we're going to talk about, um, but everything pretty much stayed the same for the most part. So here we go. Moving on. Number five this week. Let me get myself out the way. You got this wood shield super rare uh, Mega Man from the set Grave. So it's Mega Man, um, uh, NT Warriors, Grave booster set. Uh, this is a wood shield SR. Why am I looking for this card? Because I already have, if you watch a few episodes back, I think, I think if you were, if you're a, an, a Mega Man collector, and you assessed every single Mega Man card that's out for NT Warriors, you would probably come down to the conclusion that there are four different Mega Man cards that are highly collectible. Uh, and they just so happen to be in this grave set. Uh, and those are the different elements that Mega Man can turn into. So you have Wood Shield, Heat Guts, uh, Electric, and then you have Aqua Custom, right? So... There's four different super rares. It's not the highest rarity. Super super rare is like the second highest rarity. But this is one of the few times I think collectors, especially in the modern day, would override the rarity simply because the card is awesome. Like that's you see it every here and there. This could be one of those situations. Um, but I need the wood shield. I have the other three. I don't have wood shield. I've been searching it on eBay every day cannot find one. So that's the last one I need. I might just have to buy another booster box and, and just hunt that way. I know we talked about that before and previously in the top five Mega Man booster packs were in my top five. So that's something, you know, that could be an option. I also think these cards are gradable, by the way. Pretty sure. Um, I don't know about this set, but I have seen people grade this series. Moving on, number four. Digibattle, uh, it's always going to be Digibattle, but uh, specifically, like we talked about last week, uh, it would probably be, at this point in time, it would probably be these types of promos, especially the Goldramon. That's why he's in the middle. I have one copy. It's crazy that last year I saw like a dozen copies sell. This year I've seen zero. So that's kind of how it is for the Goldramon market. Um. I would say that that's probably one of the few cards I regret not buying two or three copies of. Uh, so hopefully I will find another one soon that is at least near mint condition um, because I think it's one of the rarest Digimon cards you can get. I also think it's one of the nicest ones you can get. Like, this looks sick, especially when you consider like when it released in 2000. The other two cards are the uh, Digiset promos. So those come with to those came with toys that. Um, came out around the time of when the movie released. So they're not movie promos, but they were released in conjunction to promote the movie. So these were toys that you'd find at the store that had a card inside of it. That would be the Miracle 4 and then the Omnimon. Real simple there. Number three this week, this one's going to be a little different, but um, I think we kind of knew. Video games. Now this is just regular video games. This is not graded video games. Um, because I'm still kind of figuring out the whole, you know, WADA, VGA grading type stuff, you know, sealed versus complete in box versus all this other stuff. I'm still educating myself on the 
vintage video games and graded video games market, right? I, I'm interested because you guys, hopefully you've seen over the last few months, you know, I enjoy playing video games. Um, that's That was kind of like my hobby as a kid, right? So we didn't have a lot of friends because I was either in, I was doing school and sports. So there were times where I'd get up at, you know, for school at six in the morning, get off, you know, get out of school at two o'clock and then have school sports from two, you know, to four or 5 p.m. And then I would have outside of school sports from 5 p.m. to almost midnight. So who was my friend? It was my Game Boy and inside of the van that we drove all around. So that's why I, I have a strong connection to video games, especially like portable video games. Uh, and then the Nintendo 64 was the first like big system that we got for Christmas. So I'm heavily interested in collecting that type of stuff and just getting a piece back of my childhood. So you guys will see here I have Legacy of Goku. That was one of the first games that I actually purchased with my own money as a young kid. Uh, that wasn't like a gift. I actually bought it, saved money and bought it. Um, and it's actually a fun game. It's a really fun game. So I want to buy a sealed copy because I'm thinking about experimenting with grading on a sealed copy. Uh, but I also just want to buy a regular, you know, out-of-box copy that I can play in my free time. You guys will see a Pokemon Stadium um, box set here that comes with the Rumble Pack and the uh, conversion kit so that you can put your Game Boy game inside of it. Um, they're kind of beat on eBay, but I'm still interested in getting one. I think that would be kind of cool, and I, I think that's something that you can get encapsulated too. And then Pokemon Snap, of course. Um, I'm looking at that too, which is really interesting because you can find sealed copies for 800, and you can also find graded sealed copies for 800. So I'm still trying to decide, you know, what what I want to do. And this goes back to like, Think about when you first started collecting and you first started doing graded cards, what were some of the mistakes that you made? And if you had a second chance, what would you have done differently? So right now I'm in this phase of thinking about what would I have done differently when I first started doing graded trading cards? What were some mistakes that I made that I could do differently now because I have the knowledge and how can I apply that to video games? So that's why I haven't really pulled the trigger on anything, but my interest is increasingly growing because I, I love video games. Uh, you guys have seen me post it more and more on my YouTube. So this is something that I'm trying to learn, um, and I'm just taking my time. I'm not rushing, right? If I miss out on something, I miss out on something. But uh, I also think that so many people are involved in grading trading cards that there's a whole other world out there they're forgetting about. And graded video games, I think, is, is a place where I fit. All right, moving on. Then you have number two, which is graded video games. Now, this is the, the kind of the d dilemma I'm fighting myself on, right? So, you know, I know I have an eye. I have an eye for grading cards. Um, I got lucky. You know, I, I can't explain why, but, you know, I, I have a knack for it. That doesn't mean I'm going to have a knack for grading video games. Completely different ballgame. I understand that. So the reason why this is here is because I think if I were to buy a graded video game first, I think that would right off the bat tell me 
if I even enjoy having these encapsulated because I might just like having, you know, a sealed collection here like this and, and never have it encapsulated because I don't care. So that's another thing that I have to figure out and I have to kind of understand what I'm doing. What do I, what am I actually doing this for? Um, but cause I know when I started grading trading cards, I graded the first cards that I pulled and that's how I got into grading cards. It, I didn't buy a slab first. Like that's not what I did. I, I went out and opened everything I could. That's how I started collecting. So you see people say, well, I'm going to buy slabs first. You know, it's like, well, maybe you want to enjoy a set first, you know? So I don't know where I stand with this, but I think it's, it's valued higher here because let's say, let's say you buy that Pokemon Sapphire version and it's a couple grand. That small investment you make today might be one of the biggest investments you have made in your entire life. Uh, just looking at the graded video game market, if, if the pool is this big, it's, if it's that big and it can be this big, that means that you know paying a couple grand right now is truly a drop in the bucket. So although it seems a lot to, a lot like you know a lot to us because when we grade trading cards, that's expensive. Like hey, you know if you sell a two thousand dollar card, that's a that's a pretty sought after card. The graded video game market's a little different because the the populations are going to be significantly lower, and there's going to be more. You could say even more fanatics in video games than there are trading cards, right? So I'm thinking, you know, maybe, maybe it is, maybe you just buy, bite the bullet and you buy a, a game that's already graded. I'm not sure. Still doing lots of research. You guys saw that I dropped a, a link um, in the, in the gaming tab on our discord to kind of get you guys to understand what VGA is versus WADA. So um, hopefully that helps some of you guys out. I have to do, I have to do more research. I, that's all I know. So, um, but it's number two because my interest is there. I'm like, I was this close this weekend, guys. I almost bought some stuff. All right. Number one this week, PSA value grading. All right. So again, this is going to be number one for a long time because if you, if you ask me, where's all your money going right now? It is going to grading my cards. I spent too much time hunting down these cards that I wanted and having a goal of grading them, that it would be foolish for me not to grade them now that I have the chance, right? So $30 a card is going to be the lowest that you can get right now from PSA until, until we get quarterly specials, which may never come back. We don't know. Um, and I assume quarterly specials are going to be $15 a card, but it is what it is. Um, I think, I think this is the best time, right? The other thing too, is that these value orders, are going to be shipped early fall after uh, the 2021 value order ship. So that means you could start sending, you know, a box a month, which would cost you about $600 a month. But you could be saving, you know, July, August, September, October. You could save for three or four months and have that money ready and allocated uh, for when your submissions come back. So think about that. I know that's what I'm doing and that's that's kind of why that's why I haven't put any money into these things. That's why I'm just kind of I'm learning a new thing because to be honest, all my funds are going here right now. We got big goals at PSA. All right. That's it for the top 5 this week. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. 
it's not going to change much. It's going to be very stale because um, I'm, I'm laser focused right now, and now it's just executing. That's all it is. All right, moving on to Bid Wars this week. All right, Bid Wars this week. Uh, last week we did okay. Uh, we went two and two, I think. Yeah, we went two and two. Um, so not not the best week, but okay, we'll take it. We're 42 and 29. What do you want? What do you want? All right, here we go, guys. So last week we had the... One second. Um, we had the Blue Eyes Shining Dragon PSA 10. This is the movie pack uh, promo. It's not the... It's not... What did Devin say it was? Oh, my gosh. This is why he needs to be on the show. Um, it's not the one that Devin said it was. Oh, I can't remember what, what he said. There's a, there's a specific promo pack that reprints these cards, and basically the blue eyes Shining Dragon comes in a secret rare in that edition. Um, but these ones go for significantly cheaper, and these are the ones you can get from the movies. So you got $175, $150, and $87. Let me see what I had on my list here. Um, where are we at? There we go. So we said over one thirty-seven fifty. That was the over price on Blue Eyes White, Blue Eyes Shining Dragon. Here we go. Oh my gosh, one hundred five. We take an L. We're starting off cold. Okay. Markets are cold. That's one thing I can tell you. Markets are cold. And it, it makes sense though. Look at look at the look at the status of the economy right now. Cards are going to sell for a little bit lower than we thought they were. All right, so we take an L on that. Let's move on to Yu-Gi-Oh for this week. You have the PSA ten Premium Gold Obelisk the Tormentor. So this is from Premium Gold. This is kind of like. If you guys don't know, um, Maximum Gold or El Dorado, this is like the dad of those sets. So Premium Gold. Uh, it does have a gold border around this card. If you can't see it, there is gold around there. It's got some like texture to it too. Um, but this is from 2014. And it's Obelisk the Tormentor. Now, you'll see there's no prices here. Because apparently this card's not very sought after. Not a lot of people like it. Um, but I... I'm a huge Obelisk fan, and if I can find a PSA 10, you know, for less than 100 bucks, why not? So that was kind of something I was thinking about. Um, if you look at the raw prices of this card, raw, it sells for like 8 to $15. Now, are you going to get a PSA 10 out of that? I don't know. But um, here's the auction. Starting bid at $200. Um, there are no watchers. There's one watcher. There's no PSA 10 sales, so this is kind of like, I mean, look at this. That guy wants 150. He's not going to get it. Um, but this is a, actually a better look at the card if you want to see. Check it out. So they, they look sweet, right? Really nice looking cards. Uh, but we don't have any sales history. So I think this is tough. This is tough. Yeah, no, I'm with you, CT. I'm going to go no sale at 200. 
I don't see it happening. There's no watchers. The seller has lower feedback. I mean, there's one watcher. Yeah, I'm going to go no sale. I think he would have had a better shot if he didn't hate, if he started the bid off at zero. So yeah, we're going to lock that in with no sale. I'm with you on that one. All right, moving on to Pokemon. For last week, we had the Reshiram Charizard GX, which is crazy because this tag team card, I remember selling it, you know, almost two years ago for like 140. Um, it now sells for like 50 bucks. So I'm going to run it back. And I'm going to say, we said over 50. Oh, okay. So 50-50 was our bid. That's what we said. $50.50. Here we go. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> We're off by 52 cents. Another L. We're starting off 0-2 this week. It's a bad week, guys. It's a bad week for Pokemon. Okay. So, 49.48. Just Just 52 cents off. Another L. What's going on? These cards scare me, man. These, these low-priced cards, I mean, it's just so unpredictable, but... It did fall within the range, right? It, it fell right in between those two prices, but I thought 50 50 was, we're talking 52 cents, you know? Oh, well. All right. Next, we have, I thought this was interesting because I haven't really paid attention to this card, so I wanted to, I wanted to look at it. We have the 2020 Sword and Shield Ultra Premium Collection Zazmazatine. If you guys remember Collectibles Guru, that's where I got that from. Zazmazatine? Zamazenta. Uh, we have a sale at 46, a sale at 67, and a sale at 71. Let me make sure that's correct. Oh, no, that's 46, 47, and 71. Okay, 46, 47, 71. So, let's see. 46 plus 47 plus 71. Divide that by three. We're looking at fifty-four sixty-six. Does this card sell for fifty-four sixty-six under or over? Take a look at the auction. It's at twenty twenty bucks right now. Woo. Fifty-four sixty-six. Hmm. Zazmazatine, is that a vitamin? <laughs> I know, right? It's so funny. I still remember that video like it was yesterday. Okay, I'm going to go under under 54.66. Under 54.66. I'm probably going to get shafted on this, but hey, the last two sales didn't even break 50. So what, what are we worried about here? All right, lock it in. Moving on. We have Digimon for last week. Now, this is that Eternal Courage set that I was telling you about. Someone managed to get this set verified at PSA, which is great because that's less work that I got to do. So I'm pumped on that. Um, but this is Eternal Courage. This is the first set from the CCG. PSA 10 Paledramon, a very popular character. Now, the hollows in this in this series are like the lowest rarity you can get. So you have... You have hollows, which are like one in three. You have the gold stamp, which are like 
one and seven, and then you have the secret rare or super rare, um, which is gold stamp with hollow, and those are like one in twelve or one in fifteen. They're they're pretty high. Um, so those they had they introduced that new rarity where you get the gold stamp plus the hollow. Um, but I I figured you know Peldramon's a pretty popular character. Let's go ahead and check it out. Um, so last week. We said it was going to go under 275. 68 bucks for a PSA 10. Holy cow. Okay, we got a W. So the market is not there for the CCG, but whoever got this got a great card. I mean, yeah. I think you're early. I think if you're buying this stuff right now and you're getting these 10s, I think you're super early. All right, moving on to Dragon Ball for last week. This was the Goku um, even further beyond super rare, just a super rare, but I thought it looked nice. I was like, you know what? I'll pay attention to this card because I think it looks sweet. Um, me and Devin both said over 91. We went off this sale right here. It was 91 bucks. We said over. I, I, I think I would pay 100 bucks for this, but let's check it out. 82. Oh my gosh. Under. We went one and three this week. We are down bad. That's going to hurt my record. I'm upset. Gosh. Okay. So it went for 82, but that's, that's not, that's great. I think, I think what we are seeing right now, the economy is so bad. People are paying $8 a gallon for gas. I think it's affecting people. I think it I think there is a trickle down effect that definitely says people can't spend as much on cards because their cost of living pretty much went up everywhere else. I could totally see that happening. All right. Moving on. Dragon Ball for this week. We had a PSA 10 Brawly Limits Transcended SPR. Now, this was the card I was supposed to get from a seller on uh on TCG player, I bought like four copies. He ended up selling me a different or sending me different cards. It was, a, it was a headache. Actually, made me hate TCG player. Got my money back, but it was like a, a month long process. It was out of control. But let's go ahead and go to one thirty point because I forgot to uh, look at the price here. So we're looking at a Brawly Limits Transcended. Let's just go BT six zero six zero PSA ten. Let's check it out. You guys don't know this one thirty point. Website allows you to see the sales prices of cards um, if there's offers accepted and things like that. BT6-060 PSA 10. Let's check it out. All right, 200. 200, that's it. So these are just different cards that came up in the search, but the only one that actually came up was this one right here. It says OBO at 300. So it was 200. So someone accepted an offer at 200. So that's our marker. Um, I'm going to go under 200. Going under 200 just because we've been getting swamped this week. And I think, uh, I don't think anyone's buying cards right now. Lock it in. Under 200. <clears throat> go look at the rest of the slabs he had up. I will check it out. 
All right, there you guys go. Lock that in. Under 200 for the Brawly. I think that's actually one of the nicer Brawly cards. Brawly has a lot of good cards, but I think there's something about the character outline in gold. Like, you guys can see it here on screen. It looks super classy. So, there you guys go. That's it for Bid Wars this week. Let's go to some Gengar's grabs. Here we go. Gengar's Grabs, this segment is all about you guys. Uh, when you join our Discord, if you haven't yet, all you gotta do is click the links in any of our videos. Uh, if you can't get into the Discord there, all you have to do is send me a message or hit me up on Instagram, right? Uh, shoot me an email at thepokytowerpodcast at gmail.com. I'll get you in. Um, it's important to be a part of this group because we, I think we have one of the best group of collectors there is. Like, not even lying. Uh, when you talk about the amount of knowledge that we have combined and collectively and the amount of years of collecting we have combined collectively is unmatched um, compared to other communities. And that's that's a testament that I think any one of our members would say. Very tight-knit tight knit group. Um, we're a small group, but it's... It's it's a solid group. So this this segment is all about you guys and the things that you buy every week. And you would actually submit this in the Discord. All right. Here we go. Number five this week. Big Tony. Big Tony with a Big Tony Funko. I thought that was sick. So these are these are custom Funkos. Is that what this is? I think that's cool. I, I'll make a greasy Funko. That'd be dope. Be all about that. That's pretty sweet. What's the process of doing that? What does the SE stand for? Funko Hollywood, Big Tony, and then it has an SE badge. What is that? How do you how do you get that made? All right, that's number five. I just thought it thought it was super unique. Um and I, I love to see stuff like this, you know. When I look at other people's collections, the last thing I want to see is a Pikachu VMAX. Like, everyone's got that card, bro. Let me see what you actually like. Let me see what, you, what you're about. So, like, these little unique things like this that no one's going to have, I think that's dope. Special edition. Is that what it is? Where's Tony at? He's, he's slipping. All right. Number four this week. Common Meats. Josh, where you at? So Josh gets the number four slot this week. Uh, he had a little smorgasbord of cards. Uh, the first bit here on the right-hand side, you'll see the Rugrats cards. That's actually from our box break that we had last month. So he finally picked up his cards from his brother. Um, and he got Phil and Lil, which is, uh, I believe that was a one in 6,000 or one of 6,000 um, hit. Not one in 6,000. There's only 6,000 printed. That's what I'm trying to say. Tommy's favorite things. So is his friends. Um, and then he on the left there, you'll see the ultimate Digimon with Japanese text. So that's a Zudamon um, with the Japanese text. That's actually probably one of the better hits that you can get in Digimon Animated Series 2. So I think, oh man, we were looking at the box. I think it's a 1 in 11 chance to get that. 
those were pretty much the those were pretty much the the chases that you could get besides the gold gold serial number cards, right? His brother tried to come up, tried to jack his cards. Um, and so the ultimate Digimon are sick. Um, it's got the Japanese text, but Zudamon's also like that's actually like a good card. Um, and I believe the story with that is is that his friend had a binder full of Digimon cards and just gave it to him. So, what kind of luck is that? I'm extremely jealous. All right. Number three this week. ATM. Look at this spread here. ATM. By the way, we got, we got Represent Canada right here. We got Represent Canada right here. Um, so ATM got a huge spread. Uh, let's start off on the right. You have the PSA 9 Entei movie promo. That's actually the prize giveaway that we gave away um, for our box break in May, at the end of May. So that was a gift that he got from the card habit for participating in the box break. You move over, you got four copies of the Reptar card from Rugrats. So that Reptar, again, is from that same insert pool as the Phil and Lil that you guys see right here. So those are one in 6,000 or one of 6,000. There's only 6,000 printed. He's got four copies right here. I think these would be great cards to grade. I also think the Rugrat market is pretty big. I think there's lots of Rugrat collectors. Um, you know, and you just got to test the theory out, but I would grade all four. Um, and I think you'll do okay. I think, I think it's a small market, but I think it's just so niche. It's so unique. I think there are diehards in, in the Rugrats community that would love to have one of those cards. Um, next down below, you got an ancient Mune in PSA nine, which is great. I think it's refreshing to see these cards. So like, you know, I don't have a lot of love for modern Pokemon, but if you show me a promo like that from the movies when we were kids, it's just good taste. That's all it is. Uh, the Entei, the Mew, and then on the right, he has uh son Goku, hope of the universe seven. That's the alternate art that we featured on this show that was in the top five just a few weeks back. He got a copy. It's a great card. And then on the left, he's got a signed Naruto Funko. So this is a massive spread. Um, he's got the MLC playmat in the back. What do you guys want? It's a great spread. Um, and I think the theme for this week's grabs tab was like volume. Like people were just grabbing everything. You know what I mean? So. And I love to see it. <clears throat> All right. Moving on. We got number two this week. We got a newbie here. Baby Greasymon. Who the heck is that? If you guys don't know who Baby Greasymon is, first of all, I didn't give him that nickname. Someone else gave him that nickname. Um, but that's Alex. So he's been in the Discord for a while. Um uh, and he credits his Digimon collecting, you know, to to all of us. We've we've influenced that. We've showed him the cool cards that you can get from Digimon. So he's got all kinds of different stuff here. He's got Hyper Coliseum. Uh, he's got 15th anniversary gold cards. Um, I really like that Black Metal Groomon. He's got from Hyper Coliseum. Um, he's got some CCG uh, super rares. He's got Beelzemon. I mean. This is just a great spread, uh, and he he had more cards in this. He actually like submitted 
I want to say like 20 cards to the grabs tab. I just couldn't fit them all on here. So I just picked some of the coolest ones that I thought. Um, but yeah, dude is doing work on Digimon. All right, guys, you ready for number one this week? Who do we think number one is? <clears throat> Who is number one? Well, I get a drink of water. Any guess on who's number one? Nobody's going to guess. Here we go. Three, two, one. Christopoli. Yep. <laughs> Good job, CT. Right on time. <laughs> right on time. We got a gold stamp Wargreymon in the house. Uh, it's been a few weeks since we've seen one in the Discord. Now, I think, I think this is the card. I think this is the card that if, if Digimon wants to, wants to make its, you know, how do you say this? Make its impression. On other collectors. I think this is the card that's going to do it. Um, do I think it's the rarest card? No. Do I think it's the most valuable card? No. But I think it. I think this is the card that has the Charizard potential. I never thought I'd be back. <laughs> so Chris wins this week. I believe this is like... This is like, what, his second or third copy of War Greymon Gold Stamp? Something like that? It's impressive. It really is. Um, I think I think, in the next 12 to 18 months, a lot of people are going to look back at these War Greymon prices and be like, damn, I remember when he was selling for like 300 bucks. I think that's going gonna, gonna to bite a lot of people in the butt. You know, because there was, there was a time when Charizard was $200, $300. Minty copies. You know, so... History tends to repeat itself. I'm not saying that Pokemon is Digimon or Digimon is Pokemon. I'm just saying I see similarities. And I think if anything, if anyone's going to have a Charizard effect, it's going to be this guy. Definitely. So congrats to Chris. Got the MLC pose. You guys know I got a soft spot for Digimon and arguably the best Digimon card. The most popular Digimon card. I guess that's what you could say. All right, and that is it for Gengar's Grabs this week. Here we go, guys. Um, let's see. We don't have much left to go for tonight, but stay tuned to the end because we have some box break news. And uh, what's next? Oh, March Madness. Here we go. March Madness continues with this edition of Greasy's Grails. So this bracket is made off of some of my favorite cards that I own that are in my collection. Um, Let me hide myself real quick. There we go. Oops. Where am I at? There we go. Okay. So... These are cards that I have 
in my collection. These are a lot of cards I have on display right now. These are my favorite cards. These are cards that I think are my like rarest or most popular or most sought after cards. That's kind of like where I got this list from. I have more cards, but I thought these were the best ones to represent my collection. Uh, this week, we had War Greymon versus Omnimon, and you can see he won there. I'll go over the scores here in a bit. War Greymon PSA 10 versus PSA 8 Omnimon Hollow. This one's interesting because if you were to go to the BGS side of the house, a lot of those guys would say that the Omnimon foil in an 8 is better than a PSA 10 gold stamp War Greymon. Then if you go to the PSA side of the house or if you go to like Digimon collectors in general, they might have a different opinion. Uh, at the bottom, you'll see Metal Gurumon PSA 10 versus PSA 8 Shining Blastoise from Plasma Storm. That's a secret rare. Again, you, you have a chase versus a chase, right? So gold stamps were the hardest difficulty to get here. Plasma Storm, the secret rare, um, was harder to get. So two cards of you know similar rarities going going at it, and Blastoise wins, which was pretty crazy. Because I I thought a 10 would be to 8 any day, but I think you guys just like Blastoise better, which is totally cool. Um at the top right, you had PSA 10 Goku from Galactic Battle. Keep in mind that PSA 10 Goku is one of the rarest special rares in all of Dragon Ball. Why is that? Well, because he's one of the he is the first special rare ever made. On top of that, um, the printing quality for those cards was very, very rough. And another added fact to that is that no one was really grading cards in 2017. At least not to the volume that we are right now. So that's what makes him very special. It's also a really sick artwork. I love that card. Um, he went up against a PSA 9 Metal Greymon from Digimon World, uh, the promo. And Metal Greymon won. Which I, I'm surprised on that one too. But I'll take it. Alright. And then at the bottom, you had Rapidmon PSA 10 Gold Stamp versus... Blue Eyes Ultimate Dragon from Legendary Dex 2. Kaiba's Legendary Deck 2. That's a PSA 10 as well. And that one won also. So let me take a look at the Discord to make sure I have the scores right. Something could have changed. You never know. Um, let's see here. March Madness. Okay, wow. That was overwhelmingly powerful. Um, the War Greymon won 15 to nothing. That's absolutely, that's nuts. Um, Metal Greymon beats Goku 10 to 7. So that was actually very close. You have Blue Eyes Ultimate Dragon winning 16 to nothing. So these are blowouts this week. And then you have Blastoise winning 11 to 5. So these were all very strong, convincing wins uh, over, over each other. This week, and then next week, we'll uh, go ahead and hash out the rest. You'll have Lusamon versus Goku. You'll have Lugia versus Black Luster Soldier. Um, you have Winged Dragon of Raw versus Taumon. And then you'll have Base Set Charizard versus War Greymon uh, tournament card. And then we'll just continue to go on from here. Just something fun, something lighthearted light uh, as far as the content goes. I know we always talk about numbers. I like to do fun stuff like this, too. All right. 
There you guys go. That's it for March Madness. Greasy's Grails this week. I'm going to do my best to try and remember by Sunday to get these posted. I, thank you, CT, for reminding me today to post these. That was clutch. Super clutch. All right. That's it for Greasy's Grails. Last thing we're going to talk about today is box break news. So last week we released the box break um, for July 1st, which will be not this Friday, but the next Friday. Um, and we talked about what we're going to be opening and what's going to be given away. So we have a booster box of Dexter's Laboratory from Cartoon Network. Um, I think that one is just about sold out. Let me see. Let me check with you guys so everyone knows kind of where we're at. Um, those packs are for sale for $5 and we have one left, one left before that one sells out. So if you wanted to participate, head to the get yourself a Dexter's laboratory pack for $5 and 30 cents. Uh, why do you want to do that? Well, because when you buy a pack, you get a raffle ticket. You can actually get three raffle tickets for Dexter's lab. And, uh, that will have you entered to get some free giveaway stuff that you see down below. So the first thing is the winner of the box break. Whoever wins the raffle at the end will get that PSA 5 Metal Greymon promo at the bottom. Oops, excuse me. The other thing is, is when you buy a pack, you're going to be getting free packs. Uh, what I mean by that is the box on the bottom left, you'll see is Digimon collectible stickers. There are 24 packs in there. And this gift... <clears throat> comes from our Discord member, Wiener Schnitzel. So he's all the way from Canada also, and he sent this box, and he said that he wanted to give you guys the packs. Pretty much all participants are going to get a free pack of Digimon collectible stickers. On top of that, he also added about like 30 uh, Digibattle cards, Series 3 through 5. And he said give them out for free to people who need these cards and people that participate in the box break. So when you order a pack... All you got to do is um, be in our Discord and basically, you know, let me know which card you want because there's a, there's a list of Digi Battle cards that he's giving away. And if you're in the Discord, you'll see the pictures of those cards and you'll see which ones are available. So get in on that. I think uh, we had someone took a Flame Jermon already. Um, there was Tyranimon. There was Angemon. So there's cards already being reserved. If you want to reserve a Digi Battle card, all you got to do is participate. Okay. The next thing is the big box for the day, which is Digibattle Series 2. We're doing an orange box. The last time we opened Digibattle Series 2, we opened a yellow box. So the orange box is different because we're going to get different hollow inserts. Uh, so we'll cover that in the future um, when we get closer to that date. Um, there are 36 packs. And let me see how many of those we have left. Um, there are 17 packs. So... The box is a little more than halfway sold out. If you want to get in, get yourself some Digibattle Series 2 packs or get the last Dexter's Lab pack. Um, these packs, when you buy one, you will get two raffle tickets per pack. And that's also get, to get you entered to win the Metal Greymon down below. There's another thing we're missing too. There's actually a CGC 9 uh, Shining Voltorb that uh, is not in this picture that's also being given away in the raffle. So the second place winner will win a Shining Voltorb. <clears throat> and then the first place winner will win the PSA 5 Metal Greymon. 
There are free collectible stickers that are giving out, like I said. And then the packs on the right are Pirates uh, packs that were given to us from Paperclip, a.k.a. Jake. So how that's going to work, this is crazy. There's so many different dynamics. I have to remember all this stuff when we do the box break. The top 10, mem- the top 10 members in the court are going to get a free pack, regardless. And then the first 10 people who participate in the box break will also get a pack. Um, and within these packs, these game packs, it, they're, they're super thick, guys. They're like, they feel like there's like 40 cards in there. But anyways, inside these packs, you can actually pull out a card and it has pieces of a boat or a ship. And you can actually pop those pieces out and build a full buildable ship. Um, really cool, really just like off the wall stuff, you know, that you just don't see, uh, which is awesome. And that was gifted to us from Jake. So, <clears throat> If you're participating in this box break, you're getting lots of free stuff. You're getting a chance to win a Shining Voltorb, which is given to us from ATM. Uh, and you're getting a chance to win a PSA 5 Metal Greymon promo, which is from me. So uh, there you guys go. Um, the box break is a little more than halfway sold out. And uh, that'll go down on Friday, July 1st. So if you guys are into that, head to thepokytower.com. Get your packs in before they're gone. All right. That is it. For episode 89 of the Poke Tower podcast. Don't leave just yet. Stay tuned for episode 90, which will be next week. Uh, and also, guys, if you can, please like, share, and subscribe. Make sure you share this podcast with your friends. We need to grow. We need to get further ahead. Um, we are right around 16.5 on our uh, listens. So we're kind of slowing down. We need, to get, we need to get closer to that 17K mark quickly. Um, and we can only do that with your guys' help. Also, you can expect for episode 90, we're probably going to introduce some new segments, right? We do this every 10 to 20 episodes. We will do some new segments. So if you have any ideas for segments that you'd like for us to cover, um, all you got to do is hit me up in the Discord. Let me know. doesn't mean I'm going to do it, but it definitely means that I will give it some consideration because we're likely going to rebuild the podcast <clears throat> around a handful of subjects. So if you have an idea or you want something for us to talk about, definitely throw it out there and I'll take it into consideration. Um, But you can expect some new segments next week. You can also expect some more news on uh, what we're going to do with Cool Trainer Ryan and if he ends up on the show. Um, Lots of cool stuff on the way, guys. we got the box break, not this Friday, but the next Friday. And I think that's it. All right. Thank you guys for watching. Um, That's it. I don't have anything else. We'll see you guys next week for episode 90 of the podcast. Peace.